Hello, everyone, and welcome to You're on Fire, a Pokemon Unite podcast. Hello, I am Jake, also known as Spraggles, your resident content cowboy here. And I am, of course, joined by the incredible Crashy and Loosh. Hello, Crashy. Hello. How's it going? Good, dude. Hello, Loosh. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Before we hop into the show really quick, if you're watching this on YouTube, just know that you can also find this show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere podcasts are sold. So if you want to hear the audio version, please check it out there. Go ahead and leave us a rating or review. We would really appreciate it. Wow, we have so much to get into today. Uh, the February finals just happened. A new Pokemon was released. A new Pokemon was announced. And March finals are coming up. There's just so much happening in Pokemon Unite right now. But these tournaments just happened. The three of us have three very unique situations around these tournaments, which is just kind of crazy. So yeah. I, I can't wait to get into all of it. First off, let's talk to Crashy, whose team, the Bandicoots, made their way into the February finals and take it away. Yeah, we got disqualified. <laughs> we got disqualified before the event, which is super unfortunate. Um, I mean, it's it's a simple situation. It's unfortunate. What, what happened was we actually, I, I dare say, there was like no team that knew that you needed a photo ID before the finals. Like, we just didn't know. And one of our teammates just didn't have one. And we kind of had like roughly a day to come up with one and to produce one we tried to give him a birth certificate uh i came up with a really unique idea to put um my teammate on like a working contract under my own company and to issue them an id they weren't really into that idea we tried contacting their old school local pharmacies we tried contacting the dmv we literally did everything we could but we just couldn't produce an id so we got disqualified um it sucks because like we have to miss the first like big event but you know, we uh, we are already making a roster change, and so like that's different. Like we're, the team we're playing with now is not even the team we would have played that event with, and um, we kind of like got in the top sixteen with like a slightly easier bracket than some of the other teams that made it there. And then we had um, I don't know, we're just trying to trying to move forward. You know, it, it is what it is. I think the biggest thing is that we we miss out on championship points because we would have gotten like sixty eight points, and I think we only get like thirty five now or something. So that kind of sucks, but it's not the end of the world. We'll uh, we'll play the March Opens, and we'll try to get back into the top 16, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, there is a lot of tournaments still to be played. It's, of course, a bummer, you know, that something like that would happen. And like you were saying, it's weird when something comes out of nowhere, where you're like, I didn't know. There, yeah. what, what is this ID thing? Like, what does this have to do with this tournament? You kind of understand it, but you think, boy, if this is something that's going to DQ you, you should know about it well before you qualify through the qualifiers and make it all the way to the finals. You should absolutely know about this, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I don't even think we were the only team that got DQ'd for an ID. I'm pretty sure there were some in like other regions that it, it happened to as well. And then uh, a couple of other unfortunate DQs. I don't know if anybody wants to touch on some of those if you know them. <laughs> I know a little bit about it. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it, Loosh, but I I just have the broad strokes of a big team foreign famous getting DQ'd. Yeah, I heard about, uh, I think, we overslept. I yeah. think that's what happened. And he overslept, and uh, that would have that would have been rough to deal with as a team, I think. But you got to give the guy, like, the, the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure, like, he definitely didn't mean to do that, right? Yeah. Like, the mistakes happen. People 
oversleep. I do it all the time. I, I didn't even know what time schedule I'm on. I have no idea. So <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say that that was not an intentional thing. There have been a lot of memes about it that I have seen. I don't know if you guys have seen any of those. No. But, Are they good? Um, They're interesting. <laughs> they're very interesting. <laughs> But like, I hope they're able to like recover it from his team, you know, because they are a solid contender, and I- I'd like to see them be able to like bounce back from this, you know, because it's a long season, and even you crash being DQ'd, right? Like, there's still so many points to be gained, and there's so many ways into that regional tournament. Like, it, it looks yeah. like there's going to be so many teams playing in it. It from from my understanding, there's going to be another qualifier for that as well. Yeah, so I've been I've been trying to like make sure I understand the full format of this whole world's mm-hmm. run, and. The regional qualifier, which is or the regional finals qualifier, regional I don't know what to call it. Um, the regionals is a lot bigger than I thought it was. It's like twenty four teams. I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. a lot smaller. So getting into the regionals shouldn't be too too hard if you're a decent team in in your region. Um, I think there's an LCQ event that is the one event I'm having like a hard time understanding. Like I don't know when it happens. It's probably <laughs> it's probably going to happen like literally right before the regionals cuz that Which event was this? It's the so they have the format structure. I've been really re- going back and forth and yeah, reading the, this. The last chance qualifiers, it's, right? It's oh. yeah, it's really weird. They have like open to monthly, open to monthly, um AOS Cup open to right. monthly and then it's going to be like LCQ into regionals. But like I haven't I just haven't really found that much information about LCQ, like the LCQ event, but it literally is going to be like a they they pull I want to say it's like eight teams from the standings or four teams from the standings. Those go straight into the regionals. It's like some of the teams that did well in the last monthly, those go into the regionals and then it's like LCQ, bunch of teams play mm-hmm. and then they they make it into regionals. So, um just looking at the number of spots, uh, I, I think, and I've even seen like some criticism. I don't know if you've seen it on either on Twitter or in the uh, championship discord. Uh, Goof has left some criticism about like the current format of the whole running tournament. And he's, he's pretty right. I actually agree with him. The championship points don't really matter that much as crazy as that mm. sounds. They, they really don't matter that much. Cause you just have to be a consistent enough team to make it to that final event. And then it's like, all right, play, you know what I mean? Like once you make that final event, it's basically one big event to make it to Worlds. Mm-hmm. So you just have to make sure that you're consistent enough and your team's doing well enough to make it to that event, which top 24 in a region, I'm going to be honest, I'm not really worried about being top 24 in the region. I think I think that'll be pretty easy for us to do. Mm. Yeah, that's... I mean, it is interesting because with any type of seeding and tournament you want it to be the team who is the best throughout the season, right? To make mm-hmm. it there to the end. But with any sport, I mean, you kind of have to show up on the day. Mm-hmm. So you, I, I, it reminds me of uh, American football where we had a season, this team, the New England Patriots, went undefeated the entire season. And then they made it all the way to the Super Bowl and they finally lost. And What it, year was that? I remember that. Is, yeah, it's kind of like God, that was it's a weird year. Weird, but you kind of have to show up on the day. You have mm. to show up and win on the day. I, I think it would be really cool to see like a system where the team with the most points was kind of like given a final spot, and the tournament was for their contender. I think that would be a cool little system. I'm that a little is, biased. That's I a guess. cool idea. <laughs> but that would be a cool. That works that out well cool for system. me, so I'd like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that works out well for me. So, so yeah, so that that's kind of like to wrap up our our like introduction to like how my event went. Loosh, can we can we throw it to you? How did your uh, OCE monthly finals go? 
Um, well, we were fortunate enough to be able to win the tournament, which I'm very proud of the guys. They played their hearts out, honestly. Like that, and 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 I just want to say, Joe played so incredibly, and this man played the entire tournament on a handheld switch, <laughs> laying on his back in bed. Wow. Genuinely how yeah. he played the tournament. <laughs> did he I have don't know to, why. or did he just choose to? That's just how he plays. <laughs> That's just how he plays. We're trying to get him to get a controller. We're on him about it every day, but he's like, I like chilling, you know? So we'll see how that goes. Like, I don't know how it's going to be if he shows up at Worlds and they're like, hey, you can plug in now. And he's like, no, I'm good. You know, I just want to lay back and play on my hands, right? Like, like I, I don't said, know if that's gonna y'all are going to be, gonna be on the world stage and you're, you're going to be talking to the tournament admins and you're like, we have a weird request. And they're like, what's that? <laughs> can we get him a cot out here? Can, yeah. can yeah. we just like get him like we, a little we, air we'll up mattress? We'll just bring a hammock, you know? Yeah. We'll bring a hammock mm-hmm. and we'll just lay it out for him. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think the coolest part is um, that we were able to win the tournament with a very off-meta pick. I don't know if you guys caught too much, but we had, a, we had Charizard top lane. Nice. I did and, see a lot of your games, and they were they were very cool to watch. Thanks, I, I appreciate that, man. Like the, the boys played their hearts out. Like everyone we versed actually like stepped up on the day. Like we could feel it. We could feel that people wanted this, and it was so good to see that for the region. And, and I was really just like proud of everybody, e- even the other teams, you know. And and I um we we got nervous at some points. Tensions got a little high, right? When games get really close, and you drop a map here and there, you, you start to to wonder how it's going to go. But I, I'm glad we we're able to stay consistent. And the guys are able to just like absolutely pop off, and it just it feels so good to to win that tournament. You know, it just it just feels it feels good to see that we can do that, and and it makes us feel like we have a shot at worlds. You know, like a, like a real shot. Tell me a little bit about this Charizard in the top lane. Like, what <laughs> what was what are you guys kind of reacting to that you're seeing? Because obviously, metas kind of you know they get stagnant everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You start to see the dominant team, for instance, here in North America. The dominant team is formerly TTV, now GG Game mm-hmm. and Gladiators. And I think what people start to do is say that strategy is the best strategy, just because they mm-hmm. are the best team. So I'm wondering when you guys decide to go Char over a more conventional Lucario, Machamp, or something like that. Like, what's the thought process there for you? Yeah, I'll tell you about the top prices, but real quick, it's been interesting. In the rank ladder, we've seen some Charizard tops in OC against us recently. Um, and we've seen some Tamiflame jungles, because we're running that as well. We're running very uh, interesting things. And and the credit to the Charizard top goes to Feather, our, our top laner. And he had a thought where, and, and it makes a lot of sense, everyone loses the top, ten, the top lane to Lucario. Everyone loses that. So if you're going to put someone else up there, why not someone that has just a way better zap fight than Lucario? Mm-hmm. And Charizard has the ability to just up off in the late game. I mean, Lucario was so dominant, but in that Zapdos fight, nowhere near as dominant as a Charizard. So that was what we were going for. We were like, we're going to give up the early game a little because we have the strong early game bottom, right? We have the Weekly. So we'll do that. And then in the late game, we'll let Charizard pop off. And a big reason for that too is a lot of people in our meta run, uh, run some Blissies, Um and the Charizard Unite going through shields is just a really, really big deal. And I'm sure my team is not going to be happy with me telling everyone all of this. But <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's definitely something we wanted to, uh, to try out. And it, it proved to work. You know, it proved to work. And I'm, I'm happy we were able to do that. 
Yeah, I think it's it's a matter of scaling, right? I, I definitely could kind of... Mm. If I was making an assumption about y'all's pick, that, that would be the guess, right? Like, if you put something mm. that scales incredibly well... And just for the sake of saying, this is not to say that Lucario doesn't scale. It's just, no, yeah, you know, you, you can compare the endgame strength of a Lucario ult versus a Charizard ult and understand that there's some pretty crazy value there. So Charizard in a team fight, just in general, really, really strong. It, it makes a lot of sense. I I, ha- I did this with you on a call maybe a day or two ago, Lush. I have to throw mm. this out there. When I'm so happy to see that y'all picked Charizard top lane because we were messing around with Charizard top lane, but we were trying it in two on two. And listen, my mm. team's not that great yet, but we were messing around with two on two, and it was the same thought process. I was I was like, if we're gonna do a two on two, let's throw something that otherwise kind of struggles, and we'll see if we can scale it. Um, but it's cool yeah. to see that y'all are you know, you know you're leaning into the talent flame, leaning into the Charizard, and um, yeah, big congrats to. To owl for winning the monthly but thank you owl. That's, i mean that's super exciting man I, I can't it's so cool is it gonna be owl anymore though lush huh? Huh? no no comment no comment okay okay so it's a little little teaser from uh the owl players on twitter it looks like there might be a a change of of management i guess i don't know what to call it well they all posted a, yeah a contract signing gift okay so okay so we'll, we'll see we'll see we just, what's going we just on there. clicked a button by accident i guess all yeah, of us at the same time, yeah, all, the same time. all right so that's so that's our experience fraggles what, what what did you have going on on the day of yeah i was uh very fortunate in that i got to cast the north american and eu february finals Ooh. for the official pokemon unite uh youtube and all that it was a real awesome experience i couldn't talk about it for a while which is you know they make you sign all these ndas yeah. and, oh, i would love to say something and then the main account isn't saying anything either <laughs> for uh obvious reasons of what's going on in the world they didn't really want to say much so we're kind of sitting there like are we ever allowed to mention that we're casting this event (laughs) and they finally let us uh say something about it i had to fight a little bit to get a jacket approved that was sparkly but i really wanted to wear a sparkly (laughs) jacket um man it was uh probably the most professional production i've ever been a part of uh in that sense i i uh, have done comedy and stuff in los angeles for a while and i've been on actual you know sets and things like that but never a live broadcast like that it was Mm. really incredibly well run a really detailed rundown of what was going to happen in the show you have a producer in your ear you know telling you what you're throwing to next it's a lot of fun and i had a great time doing it i got to cast it with my buddy uh jeff hoagland who i actually just we kind of ran into each other doing a tournament early on in Pokemon Unite. He asked me to uh, do it with him, and, and then I got to cast with him, which was really fun. Doctor Kendo and Dube Snacks also were a duo pair casting uh, a bunch of the games, and uh, yeah, it was just a little. It was a treat, man. It was a real treat to be able to do that, to be on the world stage. I said "yeehaw" way too many times. I know they must have been upset with that, but no one told me not to. No one told me to stop. So I just kept doing it. And, I liked yeah, it. You it were like, you were like, "That's yeehaw number two on an official broadcast." I was like, "Yes, go run with it." <laughs> Got to get the counter up, man. So yeah, it was a it was a real treat, and I'm very thankful that uh, when people post things like hashtag Let Jake worlds or they reply to some tweet from you know one of the higher ups of pokemon saying how was the tournament this weekend and people mentioned me it really does help there's yeah. no way i would have had an opportunity like that if they didn't see people talking about it so it was just really cool 
I loved of, it. And of course, great games to man. cast too. Yeah. Word, word of mouth marketing is truly one of the most important mm-hmm. things. And that's for gaming, for, for things like this. Like word of mouth, it, it goes a long way. If you can get the people Hashtag talking. Hashtag broadcast OCE. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> hashtag broadcast OCE and hashtag why not India. I think both yeah. of them are important things. And I bet they are changing, you know, the minds of people mm-hmm. at these companies because they don't, they only know what's going on right around them you mm-hmm. know but if all of a sudden they see you know 500 people of hashtag why not india maybe they're maybe they go oh well mm. looks like there's a real excitement around this we've got to maybe figure something out oh, i've been doing it wrong this whole time i need to start hashtag fix matchmaking <laughs> <laughs> you don't use your hashtag to fix matchmaking are you crazy i've been i, I didn't know. even know you were talking about matchmaking because i exclusively <laughs> follow the hashtag fix matchmaking oh, okay, Have you been yeah. i think you should definitely be a, a little more vocal about it because i don't think they know they i think i think it should know. just be a little know. more just a little more no so that's that's awesome though we all had um like you said pretty unique experiences with um the finals the, the cool part for me though is like being excluded from being able to play the event did not exclude me entirely because they did allow uh co-streaming so i streamed mm. the whole event i was hanging out we had a good time like we were watching all the games i gotta say just to talk about the tournament because i think we can kind of segue in that direction yeah the eu games were mind-blowing mind-blowing games score comps. <laughs> i had first of all i had no idea that eu was starting to lean into score comp i, I just I, i've been watching five guys a little bit because i watch brev but i haven't really kept up with the different teams um too much i gotta be honest and watching so many teams lean into score comp, I think it was like three different EU teams that really played it. And then watching them go head to head, there was a couple of crazy games in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened in those EU finals? So, uh, let, yeah, let's talk just a lot about EU here. So uh, the start of the broadcast I got to see was five guys versus Yerman Burger Flippers and Yerman Burger Flippers beat them 2-0, sent them down into uh, the losers semifinals. And then uh, they went up against Random Gaming, I guess, in the losers finals, right? And Random Gaming has been playing a few really cool strategies. They had this one where they have a Charizard and Sylveon head into that central area, that jungle. Mm -hmm. And both take a buff and then split off to yeah. their lanes. So they had that really cool strategy going for a while. And then they run up against Yerman Burger Flippers, the undefeated score comp team in the tournament. They lose their first game. So they're one loss away from losing the entire tournament there. They switch up to a score comp, throw Crustal in it, and all of a sudden they win three games in a row with this strategy. It was wild watching. <laughs> yeah, it. It, it, to speak to the uh, the initial strategy from Random where they have like the Sylveon. I've only seen them play it like on ladder and stuff, and you know, like I've obviously I haven't watched them play a tournament till now. But it's such a cool, unique thing because the goal that I'm assuming is what if I'm breaking it down is that they're trying to get the the Ludicolo like blue buff onto Sylveon. They give it the crab, so then the Sylveon hits level <laughs> four. And then the Sylveon will step into lane with Hyper Voice and a blue buff on. And then the Sylveon just starts taking all the farm. Like, it just it, it pushes forward at Hyper Voices. Boom, it takes the the back Audinos. Like, it, it starts just mm-hmm. running the lane. And it's really, really unique to see. I do think that they started hitting a wall with it. And it was interesting to... I, I didn't know that a team that I've seen do that strategy on ladder was just going to swap to score comp and be so successful. <laughs> so, when so like I saw Yerman Burger Flippers was running score comp. And I was like, dang, they're doing really good. And then random starts pulling it out. I'm like, wait, do they even play this? Looks like I was like, do they even play this? Like, I have no idea. And then they just start going crazy with it. Then they drop the wiggly for crustal 
and they they're, they're like stomping with crustal with no wiggle. they're playing score comp with no wiggly i didn't even know that was an option i'm gonna be honest i didn't even know that was an option i didn't know you could do that and um the crustal's running scope lens and i'm like why is he running scope lens and then i was like i i guess like loose reminded me i guess the ult still crits i didn't know that the ult crit i forgot mm-hmm. and i was like okay so he's got like early game auto attack crits and ult crits i was like dude this is just crazy i was like in in my head i was just like what's going on man this is wild yeah, it was really, really cool to see. Did you get to watch any of it, Lush? Uh I saw a little bit. I not enough to remember which games it was. Mm-hmm. I was I was celebrating a little this weekend, of course. But I did uh, catch the video crash he made on those score comps, and that was that was nuts. Dude, that was that a, was a near two thousand point scored total. <laughs> yeah, it was like nine eighty nine eighty to like nine oh eight was one of those yeah. games, mm-hmm. and it really was. Okay, so you know how the spectator mode has the scoreboard. Well, mm-hmm. the spectator mode at the end will drop the scoreboard off, so it kind of like yeah. leaves that suspense. Well, a lot of the time, you already know, right? You you yeah. already know. But in that game, I had no clue. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I was like yelling on stream, like I had no clue who was gonna win it. And then you see it like, brrr, like it's like popping up, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> like we were freaking out, man. Um, man. I, I do think it's funny though because. There's the kind of sentiment that I've seen. I mean, I'm in a, a part of some of the OC or like the OC, the uh, North American like competitive discords, or, or not even North OC? American, but like it's floats. I'm it's in the floatstone Discord, now, but the yeah, floatstone Discord. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm, so I'm in like the competitive Discord or some of the competitive discords, and there's a sentiment that I've seen that I'm not sure I agree with, and it's like I've seen a lot of North American players say like, "Oh, score comp is so boring to watch," and I'm like is it <laughs> like dude i think it's kind of crazy to watch it's um it's so frustrating to play against if you've ever played against it it's so annoying to play against but i think as, that as it, it brings some crazy are, games as someone who's versed team galaxy uh so many times um i i can say that it's definitely uh not that fun to play against yeah. but it's it's really cool it, it is a nice mix-up sometimes right like to just change playing the standard game mm-hmm. and you're playing like a whole new game but it is very frustrating. <laughs> it is very frustrating, and Greedon is great, and I love Greedon, and it's awesome. I love it. It's good stuff. It was uh, really exciting to cast it. We uh, we got to cast that as the grand finals. We cast the EU grand finals, me and Jeff, and boy, those games were nuts. I mean, you know, we were calling it a crustal hat trick. We couldn't believe it. They were going to a second series. <laughs> Uh, and then once again, Yerman wins one in that second series. And you're like, oh, no, like, did they yeah. figure it out? Have they countered it? And Random <laughs> Gaming uh, able to take uh, the EU finals. They were the EU finals winners for February. Mm. And, man, it was a such a great series of games. And it was really interesting to see a score comp dominate the EU because I didn't – I guess I didn't expect that. I don't watch enough yeah. EU, but, of course mm-hmm. – my thought was, oh, five guys, extremely dominant team. They play a really solid version of the the one one three meta. I thought they were going to probably get very far, at least to the finals of the tournament, and possibly win. So it was really interesting seeing two score comps go up against each other in those finals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, on the NA finals, like, can we talk about how uh, T- or GG now, right, from the TTV did not drop a map at the entire tournament. Are they good though? I don't know. <laughs> they I did not drop a one. They they almost crazy. lost a game to Gengar's goons and mm. Indie Bear 
snipes the Zapdos with a leaf tornado. <laughs> it would have been the one. Yeah. It probably would have been. I, I want to say probably, right? Because I'm not going to say that it would have for sure have been a loss, but it probably would have been their only loss. And Indy Bear just loop, <laughs> like he just steps forward and seals it. Um, but yeah, so we, I guess we could we can kind of segue to uh, in a first and foremost just to to wrap up the EU segment. Man, crazy games, super fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the region's probably a li- like a little bit closer with some of the top like three four teams than I thought it was. But also, I'm I'm a little uh, ignorant when it comes to the EU region, so I'm glad that we have events like this so I can start paying attention more and more. Uh, to kind of see because now that the regions are segregating away from each other competitively it's Mm. it's giving me a better picture for how the regions look internally right like within their own Mm. bubbles and i just haven't really gotten that we've had a lot of these like tournaments where like an eu team a half eu half na team play together like the rush tourneys and all that and we're starting to really see the regions um kind of do their own thing i'm curious to know what you think of our region crashing um it feels like y'all are I don't know. It, it's hard to say because y'all's region is is a little bit smaller, and mm. y'all are playing y'all are playing very Western style because y'all play mostly one one three. But y'all also lean into different picks, so mm. it's hard to anticipate what like where the strength is. Right? Like I don't I don't know if y'all are better or worse than NA or EU teams. <laughs> I don't know how. Like I know that y'all are probably at least a little bit more experienced against score comps because of ladder. So that's that's yeah. like good. Um, it's, it's just weird. Like, cause I, like, I know I have some thoughts on like LATAM and Korea and, and Japan as well that we'll, we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to judge and, and like seeing, seeing the variety of picks across multiple regions is so interesting. Cause like, you know, like Talonflame doesn't get played as much in NA gets played a little bit, mm. but like, obviously for score comp, it's super popular and your team playing mm. more Western, like one, one, three, it's still really popular. And then like Charizard top never gets played. Your team wins a monthly with it. Um, it's just like I said, the, the diversity of characters is so interesting based on strategy and based on a region. So it's really crazy. Yeah. One thing I love, I love that we get to see, like you said, Crashy, the metas sort of now start to diverge and develop in each region because once you see a score comp against a score comp in the EU finals, I think a lot of people in EU are now practicing score comp, practicing it against score comp. And then once you see a team like Owl win with Charizard top, now people are going to start playing Charizard top. Now they're going to be fighting against their own strategy, a lot of talent in the jungle. And then when you go over here to NA, and this is something we've seen for a long time, uh, again, Game and Gladiators, GG won the NA tournament, they won every single match that they played. For a long time, I think people have assumed that basically everything TTV now GG plays is the meta. Well, it is because they're so dominant, but now these metas are diverging and they're fracturing and they're going out mm-hmm. and everyone is playing each other and that will converge, you know, obviously uh, in August in London, which is really, really cool. I can't wait to see what happens. Speaking of North America, we did touch on it a little earlier. Crashy's mm-hmm. team qualified, but unfortunately we're DQ'd. Foreign Famous, extremely popular YouTube team full of great players qualified, but we're unfortunately DQ'd. Uh, you kind of had the tournament go up between uh, it was GG versus who made it to the end? Was it Full no, Send? I'm forgetting. It was Full Send. It was Full Send. Full, full send. send. Thank you. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was Black Hand. Yeah, that's right. Full Send made it uh, to the end against GG. And more than any tournament 
series I saw. I did not see SCA and uh, LATAM uh, yet, but more than any series I saw, I don't think any team was as dominant throughout their region as GG was. GG so, was um, just insane. From Brazil, uh, so I can't speak to the Opens, because I know technically if you if you want to take it back, GG won every game since Opens. Like They didn't drop yes. a single mm-hmm. map ever, like at all. So, yeah. um, so I can't speak to the Opens for LATAM, but I know that From Brazil did win um, the entire monthly without dropping a map as well. So, okay. for, so from Brazil did yeah. kind of like the same thing, um, but otherwise, like at, at least on paper, dominantly wise, um, I did watch the Latam games, and I I wouldn't say that their performance was as dominant. If you watched the finals or really any of the GG games, it looks like they're playing a completely different game, man. They are, yeah. and, and and in no disrespect to any of the competitors, I, I want to make that incredibly clear because listen, I I know that some of the competitive players will probably hear this. I think that y'all are all putting an amazing performance up. You're you're playing the game at a super high level. GG just has it locked in right now, you know. And I think that they're, they're so they're, good. Man. They're so good. Their communication is is so impressive to me. If you ever watch them play, which they haven't mm. really been streaming a lot of their competitive stuff lately, but if you ever hear them talk to each other, they're calm, they're chill. Oh, okay, that's fine yeah we'll okay we'll do this like it's super the tension yeah. doesn't really seem to build it just seems like they're very chill they trust each other i think it's really yeah. important they and, have a uh, lot yeah. of trust a lot of trust and and touching on that um it as a team that played in one of the tournaments right like it, and even that won it like not dropping one map that's very very difficult and i think people like see that right like it's to take to not lose one game means that you never got too overconfident in a game you never felt like you know the tournament was yours you, you never like let your guard down and that's something that's very difficult to do and they're, they're just very controlled players and you can tell they have this just this respect and trust for each other that takes a long time to build yeah especially you know they've been playing together i i assume they're the longest you know, formed competitive team basically since the game came out. They were one of the teams to watch. They've had zero roster changes. I don't know if they ever did. I think this was just kind of the, the they, five set from the, the beginning. The original yeah. jungler was Carvanen and like the like I'm talking really, really original jungler. And then Carvanen kind of stopped playing and, and that's when Toon stepped in. Um, so they've had like one light roster change, but it was so early on that I'm not even sure if it really mm. matters. If was I'm being that honest, when they were known as Lovedies, yeah, back in the in the Lovedies yeah. days, yeah, <laughs> and it it is really impressive to watch them because you're right they they are the kind of team that. They know when to push their advantage, but they also know when it's not like, woo, we're having fun, <laughs> yeah. we're stomping, and all of a sudden they get KO'd a few times. They don't do yeah. that. They don't yeah. do it. They they just play a super clean game. They get their experience. They make it to Zapdos way overleveled compared to the enemy team. <laughs> they stomp them. And something I love that they've been doing lately is if the enemy team does not show up to Zap, they flip it. Instantly, (laughs) boom! So I was when when I watched their first game on stream for the finals, I like I like looked at chat and I was doing kind of like my funny thing where I'm like, uh, uh, like what was that? Like what what just happened? And I was like, dude, they never do that. 
and um mm-hmm. lacoding was hanging out in my chat he's another competitive player person in the community and he was like oh they've been doing that a lot in practice i was like what dude they just like if you're not there boom like indie rips unite on eldegoss like they just rip it and they full trust full send they don't question it this is our game we're closing it out here because why dance around when you're that far ahead i, I guess yeah. is the mm-hmm. thought process why dance around let's end it here and oh my gosh it was dominant it was um Really, really impressive. But I want to segue a little bit off of GG a little bit and talk about the other GG team, which was Gengar's goons. They had a great uh, weekend. And yeah. um, I I did a bracket prediction. Obviously, my bracket got a little shuffled around because there was a couple teams that didn't get to sit onto it. Um, but I did a bracket prediction, and, and I had dropped them out probably two rounds earlier than than maybe two or three rounds earlier than they made it. And I was really, really impressed. Now, not to say that they're not a great team, that they're definitely a great team. I just didn't know how great, I suppose. And and obviously mm. their performance on the day was super, super solid, but they, they shoved themselves into that top four position, which is really, really important for anybody that doesn't know the format. The top four teams from the monthly are auto qualified into the next monthly, so they don't have to play that open. So really, really big performance for them to make it in that top four. Yeah, I mean, I think full send also, you know, such an incredible performance from a sort of newly formed team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're members yeah. from Bad Macro, members from Tire, member, you know, they're like, it's things being pieced together and they played extremely well. They had a lot of superstars on their team. I feel like when I see mm-hmm. full send, it's like, oh my God, you know, every single name yeah. on yeah. full send. So I'm excited to see what they do. And then, of course, Ascendance, uh, formerly Ascendance, currently Blackhand. Also, uh, a huge team to watch in NA, but uh, it's hard to say uh, anything about NA without mentioning, yeah, just how insanely dominant GG was. Just yeah, I gotta brutal. Throw, I gotta throw this out there because I'm not sure, and I I, I want to make sure to do this delicately um, because I don't want to pull anything away from the teams that beat or from the team that beat Blackhand. Oh my God, Solson, are we recording? Video? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> you can cut this out if you need to. But are we doing it? <laughs> Are you okay. trolling me? <laughs> yes, no, no, he ahead, is. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yes, he is. Okay. I just want to make sure we're recording. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, this is just going to yeah. be a thing we do every week now. <laughs> running, or every running episode. joke now. Okay. Running joke. <laughs> no, so um, I don't know if you watched the, the like, bla- I think it was the Blackhand Full Send game. There was some weird stuff that happened there, and I think it was just like some mistakes or some technical difficulties because in the first game, Blackhand had three of their players on different roles. They were all they mm. were on different roles. Their tank was on attacker, their attacker was in the jungle, and their jungler was on tank. And so someone told me in chat, and I, I never confirmed this, but they told me that Chaotic DC'd during the loading screen. So like his game crashed or something. So it auto-picked him uh slow bro, and then I guess they just picked around him. And so they had their team comp, but they were on different roles and then they lost that game or they won that game. I think they lost that game. And so it was like, Mm. okay, so black hand goes down. Oh, to one in the series and they were on completely different roles. Then I think it was either game two or game three. Yeah. Yeah. They're Eldegoss like DC or something for like a while. Mm. And, And so I like look back at that series and I have to think to myself that they're probably not too hurt by the performance because I don't think that that was their best. You know what I mean? I think that some things like went wrong there again. I don't mean to take that away from full send full send played amazing on the day. Um, but Definitely not the the story of you know ascendance black hand that we're used to seeing. And I think we'll, we'll see them bounce back from, from that performance. 
That's so interesting that I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't it was even weird. notice the swaps there, but I of course noticed as I was casting that game, and I of course noticed the second that Eldegoss was not. Yeah, behaving just like, like a it player, was like sitting thought, on the tower. Oh, no, yeah, it's gone. This is this is tough. Yeah, yeah, and they went into that tournament with a roster change, right? The jungler. Yeah, Jungle Book um, decided to to step away from the game and from competitive, and they they pulled in Chaotic. So yeah, so they went into that event. Um, they're they're pretty hot in an A. Like to be completely honest, like I I was predicting mm. that they were going to get second place in the full event, and mm. um, yeah, just fell a little bit short of that. Now Red Love and Celestial, like like the the full send team, I expected them to go really far. I expected them to be top four. Um, but another team I kind of expected to be top four was Team Shiny, who who did I not. I was just have, about to say yeah, that. Yeah. Not not have the best performance. I think they ended like tied fifth, sixth, or however that works. And um so falling short of that top four, I, I know that they're they're like looking to make a roster change. They've announced that they're, you know, like looking exploring support options. And uh we'll we'll have to see how they kind of like bounce back a little bit from it, that. It was a full send that actually eliminated Team Shiny yeah. as well. So, yeah, that's another team that you expect to get very, very far into the tournament. So I'm sure I'm sure they're going to be trying something there. There was also the story of the uh, lone score comp overcap. Yeah. Yeah. Overcap. But they did not make it too far into the tournament. Uh, They actually eliminated quite a few teams as they kind of climbed through the qualifiers that people were surprised by. Mm. And I don't know if this is true. This is what I've been told by the members of Overcap, but they did meet in my discord, which is nice. I wonder wonder if it could be any discord, but they were like, hey, it's yours. Yeah, it's Uh, funny because I'm I'm not even in your discord. Dang. (laughs) Well, that's just because I wouldn't allow you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, Pure, uh, one of the players of Overcap, has been kind of like, I've I've had him around in in the community and stuff or or known about him for a while. So it was really, really cool to see that. I remember him from your streams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's on overcap so um i think i i don't want to speak out of turn but i think they might be having roster changes issues or something so hopefully we'll see the, the I, listen i'm not gonna lie i have to root for an na score comp because that's cool it's cool right yeah, like, i like the of diversity course. of it it so, is cool it so is I, cool. I hope that they keep going strong or that other na teams try it other na teams try it mm. eh, maybe i'll maybe i'll no. i don't oh, know no. maybe, maybe yeah, i can convince it. my team to, to play yeah, it <laughs> they're not gonna want to play it <laughs> they're not gonna want to play it but who knows um <laughs> And, and, uh, and for the sake of saying, I mean, I'll just throw this out there, too. Speaking of roster changes, after that event, you know, we we picked up the last player on our team like 1 a.m. before the Open. So it was like a really, like, impromptu kind of team. But uh, I've since then gone back to jungle, and we've recruited a new tank who's uh, Glocksick. And Glocksick's been in the community and been playing on teams for a while. So uh, we've been practicing with, like, our new five, and, like, I went back to jungle. And it's been going, going pretty good. We're learning, but um, we're learning in a new meta. So, mm. Hoopa, mm. Hoopa, Bandicoots for Worlds. Bandicoots for Worlds. We're, like I said, my goal right now is just making sure we're consistent and good enough to like perform on ladder and make it to regionals. That's like my big goal. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to show up big on AOS Cup and and make some money too, right? You know what I mean. Just gonna gonna do what I can to. Could, to couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. My <laughs> thing is that like with with my current like position in the game, I. I, I love progression. I chase progression and solo queue just doesn't really give me the feeling that I need from the game mm. and playing in fives has the been... matchmaking so good. <laughs> they fixed it. They you fixed didn't it. Tweet about yeah, it. they fixed, fixed it. it. They said they fixed it. 
we'll have we actually do need to take a second to talk about that tweet but we might we'll shove that, we'll shove that to i gave him the opening you gave, gave him the opening do y'all want to do we want to go down that road or do we want to wrap up competitive i, I want to wrap up competitive really quick i want to hear just sort of some uh because i don't i did not get to see it i don't know if loosh did but i want to hear kind of your broad thoughts on lat am and uh did you also watch japan crashy um, I watched part of Japan, but I was going to do a video on it. So then I ended up like pausing it. I, I sometimes when I do recordings for VODs, I, I like to go in without having seen it. So I watched one of the games of Japan. Um, the Japan meta is it's evolving. I need to really sit down and, and get some conclusive thoughts, but the, the Japan meta mm. is actually changing more than I thought. Um, but, but even now I don't even know if I feel comfortable saying like what I think about it because I just need to sit down and watch it. I did watch Latin yeah. M and Korea. The only, the only regions I didn't like fully sit down and watch have been Japan, uh, Asia Pacific and, uh, OCE, which I, even then I've watched some of the OCE games too. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Japan, like, um, so I didn't get to catch much of the tournament. Um, I think ours was a similar time or I'm just weird. Yeah. But, time zones um, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but from versing them on ladder, like leading up to the tournament, I was noticing a lot of their comps were starting to change. Mm -hmm. And they were still running some variation of score comp, but with like Cinderace. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and it was like, I, th I feel like they're trying to make like a best of both worlds kind of team. That's exactly which what seems, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems like a long shot, but hey, if anyone can do it, it's them, right? They're, they're innovative. So. Yeah, that, that's that's with. exactly what it felt like to me. And I don't like I said, I don't want to say this too early because I need to watch and really like put my, my mind to it a little bit. But it feels like they it feels like they're playing team fight comps that have mm. a score heavy play style. So mm -hmm. it, it really does feel like they're trying to say because there listen, there's two ways to wait to win this game. If you really think about it, you either keep score lead and score as much as possible that leaning towards the score comp perspective or, or, like, or like side of the spectrum or you stay really really strong you have the best team fight possible and then you stomp a team fight and then win the game um and that's mm. assuming you're not playing against score comp because even then score comp could just try to outscore you so it's it's hard to say which of those two metas is the best it really is i i don't even want to to even jump into that just yet mm. um but at the same time if if a team could put those two things together and make it work would be really interesting to see like i don't know like a high score yeah. like 750 600 game that can also win a team yeah. and get zapped like that'd be really really interesting yeah it, it's good to have options right mm -hmm. I think that's what they're trying to create options and um and we did something interesting in the final game i don't know if you caught that but in the final game of our tournament we made this really interesting choice to just push the top lane at like 230 and drop alts and um it was just it was very different um indy asked us about it afterwards like what, what were you guys doing <laughs> you know and we just decided something really weird and we're trying to just like push things and create as many options as we can because as much as the game is solved it is still very early yeah yeah and i think once once people expect a game is going to be played a certain way like once everyone expects that the two lucarios are going to walk past each other and go <laughs> yeah. score and go take this like once they all expect that there's an opening now for a new strategy. And you see some teams exploit something like that where they send up their, you know, mid laner way early so that they can catch that person. But, you know, and we don't need to get into that. But my point is, once something is solved, all of a sudden you can kind of do something that's even less ideal than normal, mm. but people just don't know how to react to it, don't know how to play against it. Yeah, you 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 shine a light at it and see where the holes are. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense. And and you're right. We're already seeing these like level four ganks on on auto attack junglers like eighty carry Greninja Cinderaces. 
it's so annoying it's so annoying but i'm doing it too yeah. like i'll i'll kill mm-hmm. one or two things and then there i go i'm running up to lane just to get some red buff auto attacks in. it's it's so weird that like the competitive way of playing because truly if you're playing like greninja cinderace at least in na right now i'm i'm leaving my crabs in the jungle to go auto attack a lucario mm-hmm. and it just feels so weird but it's like yeah that's what's what we're doing right now but um yeah, Korea playing score comps was super fun. Latam is is in one one three like kind of like Western meta. They they play a lot of mime and Dragonite, so that's really really interesting. Because even if they're playing mm-hmm. the similar like meta style, they're still like playing their own like preferred picks. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of a lot of fun to watch too. Bring back mime. Bring back mime. Hey, bro, bro's still playing that it. Tournament. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He had one of the most brutal barriers I've ever seen. I think against a rollout Wiggly, it was like the greatest barrier I'd ever seen used. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I think I think that's a lot of good tournament talk, and I feel mm-hmm. like we have to start talking about Hoopa. Yeah. Because Hoopa uh. could change the game completely. I mean, I can't imagine a competitive team. I'd like to hear your thoughts, Lush, uh, on this especially, but I can't imagine a competitive team not trying at least to put Hoopa in there somewhere. I know Crashy was doing it last night with your five stack, but yeah, Lush, what are your, I guess let's start before we talk about competitive. Let's just get everyone's initial thoughts on Hoopa. Uh, it's cracked, <laughs> I guess is the way I would say it. Hoopa is cracked. Um, it, it, at level four, it gets an ability that lets you go straight back to your base, heal, and come straight back to lane, or rotate from top to bottom, or do damage and stun the... Did you guys know the portal stuns? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like, that, did, they, did they think this ability didn't do enough? I, I'm very confused by that. I yeah. do, the the it Pokemon just doesn't is have enough insane. utility, Lush. It, yeah, and then, like, you know, in, in case you don't want to wait on cooldowns, you have a Unite move that's another portal, so at least you've got that, right? Like, I, I don't know what they were thinking with this Pokemon, but I'm actually really happy about it because the game feels like it's now in a place where we have a brand new meta to solve, at least yeah. for me, because... This Pokemon to me changes everything. It changes everything. And it's going to be a while before we answer that question of, does this replace Elder Goss, Or do we just put it somewhere else in the team so we can still have Elder Goss, right? Because Elder Goss is still insane. But Hooper just offers so much utility. It, 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 unite, it uses Night Move and it becomes an attacker. Like it says in the, yeah. in the description that it's an attacker now. It... I, I don't know. You take. I can't talk about these day. It's um, <laughs> you know? the character. So I remember when they showed off Dragonite, and I, I, mm. I thought, oh my gosh, the implications of having a global in Unite. And for anybody that doesn't understand, global means you, you, you have full map pressure. Like truly, mm-hmm. like you can go from one side of the map to the other. I remember thinking when Dragonite was like being announced and shown off, I was like, wow, the implications of them finally putting a global character in this MOBA is crazy because I've seen what global characters can do in other MOBAs. And or what even global abilities can do, because uh, there's like in other MOBAs they have like teleport abilities and stuff like that that aren't necessarily tied to characters. Like it's going to be crazy. Then Dragonite comes out and it's like, okay, it's not a true global, but that's crazy. And then we find out that you know bunny hopping on your tightest percentage is the best way to use the the unite move, so it doesn't get used like that anyways. Then they showed off Hoopa, and Hoopa's not global just with the unite move. It's global <laughs> with the hyperspace hole, and this thing is it's that's crazy it's crazy it's um at minimal the the character changes everything because we have to know how to play against someone that can be all mm-hmm. over the place or, or or be this 
um, quick to make decisions. The other thing is, is you have to, you, the, the player that's playing it has to be incredibly vocal, or if you're playing it, like it's saying, like solo queue, you just have to be smart. You have to be really, really particular mm-hmm. with what you're doing. Um, you, you have to watch your teammates a lot because I've already seen, I mean, it's happened to me. It's happened to other people. Like you'll pop your unite move. Next thing you know, you're in the base and you're like, what the hell Hoopa? Why'd you do that? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. you gotta be, we had it happen. Um, <laughs> our Charizard got sent back to base while he was flying and you can't teleport back when you're in Jarzada. Oh, no. That is a very oh, unfortunate one. That one hurts. That is I can't a very wait to send a cram one. back to base. There, like, is a, there is a ridiculous... Look, I, I got to throw this out there. There is a ridiculously cute clip from Curly Q. And she's, like, playing with her stack and, like, her friendly guard chomp, like, ults. And she throws them all back to base. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm throwing. It's so wholesome. I'm throwing. I'm so sorry. It's so funny. And I, I've already seen a few of these because, like, you know, like you, it's just got to be placed and put properly. And it, it takes a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the interesting one is is using it to, to counter certain things, like, say, like a slow bro ult um that mm. that's really really interesting but the character the implications of this too. yeah <laughs> uh, the the implications of this character is it's crazy it's it's really big it's going to change everything yeah when i watched the reveal of it i ori- initially when i saw what it did i out loud w- said oh no i just thought <laughs> oh no and then for the rest of the video for fun i said oh no every time i saw it do something but i wasn't exaggerating how i felt i was like oh my god what what's gonna happen yeah. what's gonna happen with this character the second you see that one of its moves not it's just its unite move as lucia was mentioning <laughs> one of its moves lets you just go from top to bottom lane i thought well it's this is crazy i don't know if 113 is gonna feel the same I, when i see that i also think Oh, you can create strategies where five people run top really quick and take the entire lane and they run right back down and they had that set up. They knew what they were going to do or whatever. You could do so many crazy things with this character, not to mention its Unite move that really sets up insane implications for what happens at the Zapdos fight after the Zapdos fight, saving that Unite, putting your entire team in their base post fight like you've tried to flip zap right away doesn't matter if you get it hoopa wasn't even there hoopa was at the bait like there is so (laughs) much when you see this character not to mention that uh if you're playing hoopa decently you're doing like 50 to 80k damage on the regular it's just insane and there have been moments you just put down a little portal and your Lucario <laughs> had one hit left. Boop, he's gone, and he comes back, and he close combats everyone, and you guys win the fight. It's crazy. This character's yeah. crazy. When I said, oh, no, mm-hmm. I meant it. Oh, no. This is not like when you see a Mamo Swine trailer, and you're like, that's really dropping some ice from the sky. Like, no, <laughs> this is crazy. It is completely insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to get that out. <laughs> it's so nuts. So the stuff we've dealt with, like, you know, playing with it and against it, because, like, it's available to play now, right, and ranked, and... There's there's moments where like we're in the bottom lane and we're just stomping, right? We're stomping. And then out of nowhere, the whole enemy team is there. And it's the first bees and we're like, oh no. <laughs> like, oh no. You know, and they just they just run it down and yeah. then like we're like, okay, we might be able to pick them off. No, now they're their base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's so crazy. We've had a couple of like, you know, two V two fights in top lane, you know, like I'll be jungling Greninja, I'll have my Lucario in top lane, and we'll be pushing their tower because, you know, a really good way to get level nine first dread is to like get a kill and score that you that's so much mm. experience 
and we'll be like pushing tower and then like th- two people jump out of a portal and we're like yo <laughs> like yo back <laughs> up bro let me get my experience <laughs> like but it, it it has such a response to things now the scary side of it for me is what does a team that is behind do against a team that's ahead that has a hoopa because mm. you can you know say again this is a, a scenario i've been building you're behind second dread you don't really feel like you can contest it what do you do? You go top lane. Maybe you take Rotom. Maybe you score. Well, no, not anymore. Like, <laughs> at least it's going to be hard to because they can just hoop and send two people up there real quick. And and so it, it's it's a little scary meta wise. Um, I think we we are going to have to see like how it fully develops because we're, we're not there yet. Mm. We don't know if it's one one three in the support slot. We don't know if it's a two one two. We don't know if someone someone may put it in the attacker spot and try it with an. I saw hoop a jungle today. <laughs> okay. In fives? <laughs> yeah, in fives. Oh, jeez. I yeah. mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have it, to It see. was actually scarier than you'd think. I will. I, I, you know, sure. Yeah, I believe. I <laughs> at this point, I don't know what can this character do. Um, what what builds have y'all been playing with it? I know Jake, me, and you got to play some, and you were putting up some really big numbers. It was kind of impressive. Yeah, I don't know if this would be the competitive build because you don't have a focus band on and you'd probably want that with this character, but I was just going muscle band, choice specs, buddy barrier. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like its Unite move is so incredibly good. Most characters just need a buddy barrier. You can't get yeah. KO'd after you use your Unite. And then mm-hmm. choice specs because with Shadow Ball and Hyperspace Hole, you are hitting people so often you're always proccing that extra choice specs mm-hmm. damage and you know, those two moves work together so well. You've got these stuns happening. You're chipping mm-hmm. away with muscle band. And then you've got these extra pops of damage. I've been loving that on Hoopa. I haven't spent enough time with the trick build. I know some people are kind of swearing by it right now. But it feels like the utility of hyperspace hole is so unbelievable. I can't imagine not running it right now. What about you, Lush? What have you been seeing? Yeah, so like on that, right? Like trick is really good. It's mm-hmm. really good. But it's not a portal that sends people wherever they want to go and is a circle stun that hits the enemy. The, the, no, like it's just not the the move is absurd. Um, I I think the I, I like the LD build on it, right? The whole like um the muscle exp share body barrier if you're running it in the support slot. But uh, you can run this Pokemon as an attacker, and you can run that exact build you just said. Our our support tried that today. The uh, the muscle choice specs body barrier, and you, you drop some damage on this Pokemon and. Can we just talk about how uh, the early game, who here likes being hit by Astonish? Oh, man. Oh, it's annoying. Yeah, it's super <laughs> annoying. <laughs> it is so annoying. And um, and, and let's not forget, this This brought in um, clicking the sticks, right, for, for more moves. Yeah. Like, we have teleporting on one stick and making Berry appear on other stick. You know, like, it, it, it changed what this game can be for me. And I think Hooper, as much as I think it's a little obnoxious and should be illegal. Uh, I think that it's definitely a welcome obnoxious change because I think the meta is going to change drastically, man. I think it's going to change so much. We were trying some weird stuff today. I was playing Trevenant, you know, um, we'd be playing some really weird stuff and trying to play... Loosh, come on, man. You can't throw the, <laughs> the next finals like that. Don't start playing Trev. Look, Trevenant top. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no, so like, it's just... It changes the game, and I'm happy to see it because um, I think this meta is going to take a while to solve. A while, because there are so many possibilities because of this character. 
and it's terrifying and and it's it, and i'm pretty excited for it you know like I, What's your team been doing with Crashy? You, you, you've been trying two on two, you said, right? Yeah, well, we we played like one game of two on two with it last night. We we mm. I want to try two and two, but we to kind of just introduction like get us into the character having it on our team. We just played one one three with it, so we just put gigs on mm. it, and he he dropped the LD for it. And I'm not gonna lie, I I kind of felt like I was gonna feel not having an Eldegoss more. I like didn't feel it. I didn't. Yeah, because you're your base healing. Because I'm healing all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're base. You know, missing the leaf tornado felt like the biggest thing. And that was it. Mm. Like, because we don't have that speed engaged, but we're not always just run, running straight at their forehead, anyways. So, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel not having the Eldegoss, like, in terms of impact, although Eldegoss is obviously amazing. And I did feel having the Hoopa. You know, I could mm-hmm. make a play where it's like, yo, Giggs, throw me top lane real quick. And he would, he'll do it. And I, we had one game where we were. It, it, the game feels so fast now. We had mm-hmm. one game it where really does, yeah. we got like first dread and we push and we we score on their tower on their goal. And I'm like, all right, gigs, throw me top lane. And then like two or three of us go top lane. We'll leave someone in bot lane. We go, mm-hmm. we take that. We get aggressive. We push their jungle. I realized it, it had been like three or four minutes. I hadn't gone back into my jungle because the game was just, we were mm. so <laughs> far ahead. We were progressed on their side of the map so long and it was beneficial. It wasn't like, I wasn't not min-maxing. I was min-maxing more than we ever could because we didn't have yeah. this option. We the, the character is giving us a lot of time. And when you have a character that influences time, it does change the meta profoundly. And I don't think we're anywhere close, like you said, to, to having this meta yeah. solved yet. Like We have it, no it idea what this is going to be. It changes the way you play the map. Like mm-hmm. a, a week ago, you'd be like, there's no way I'm going to try to push up for those bees, right? But now, like, why not? Yeah. Like why not? You know, it's it's changed so much, and why does it stun? <laughs> uh, I, I still don't. It didn't. It didn't do enough. I, I'm still so confused. I'm yeah, still so confused. the, the as, character uh, is super cool. I, I I'm I've been enjoying it a lot. As mostly a solo queue player, sometimes I'll duo. Very rarely in five stacks. For me, it's changed the game a lot too because you have allies who won't rotate, and now they see a huge visual indication of where to go you also have a portal that you can put somewhere and it's really hard for people to justify not using it but you can also (laughs) put your portal down and say gather here for dreadnought and the people in your lane will leave they will go to the top lane (laughs) and you are alone in bottom lane as hoopa so it's gonna be a huge learning curve for Mm -hmm. the community uh but one thing you said luch that i'm also very excited about is i am so excited that this makes the game uh this puts us back in a place where the game is not solved because you're going to see some teams really resist this they're going to say no you actually don't need hoopa you can still play this you know strategy right here you could still do a score comp without hoopa you could still do a one one three the way we've been playing it then you're going to see other teams really lean hard into it and people are going to have to try to counter it i can't wait to see what this does to the meta because i i really do think it's the most meta shaking pokemon they've ever released I mean, even just yeah. coming down to the fact that, like, like Luce said, like introdu- introducing new gameplay mechanics, like clicking in your left and right stick, is like that's cool because it shows that the game still has more to offer mechanically. And mm. I think it would be 
there's definitely going to be other characters that will have some kind of functionality like that. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how far they can push unique mechanics because there are mm-hmm. only so many buttons that we have and so many things that we can press in and click. Um, but that was a that was a nice change. Like magician is yeah. is cool. It's really unique. I, I I like that they unique character design is is amazing it's always going to be much more fun and exciting than just like like you said having an you know an icicle block fall in the lane which not to say that other characters are boring or uninteresting you you just need the contrast right you need to have both for the game to feel lively and 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 for i think what's really important about games like this the the, the kind of like hero games the, the games that you you kind of select a character and play is that there's always a community of people that will fall in love with their character right mm-hmm. and this is going to be one of those characters i mean every character is that someone yeah. falls in love with and so for all you hoopa mains out there that's super cool yeah. right like you get to enjoy the game in a new way and it's really unique yeah, you could definitely be a one-trick hooper. That's something you could definitely one-trick because there's nothing in the game that does what that does, you mm-hmm. know. And, and Crash, like, what what do you think of the unite? Like the um the the CC of it, the big. It's beam. it's really strong. Like it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it has again. It has global map pressure and the implications of that. Like we're we're already starting to see in R five stacks, which I mean, I'm, there's no secret here. We're starting to see people like double like pushing lanes in the zap fight, mm-hmm. and so you you either like split the map or you start sending people to go score. If they deal with the score, you can hoop a ult and pull yourselves back in. If they start mm. ripping zap, you can hoop a ult and pull your team in. Like mm-hmm. hoopa, the again, the implications of having that global pressure is that that global pressure either has to be matched or outplayed. And so yeah. we had one game, we, we really did have one game where we we did that play and they hard flipped against us and we lost. And it was like, okay, we have to learn from that. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. you have to learn the timing of it. You have to be very cohesive. A lot of what I'm saying right now has zero purpose when it comes to solo queue. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it, it is really, really cool to see where this game will go. And again, like like we said earlier, trick, the trick, like double shadow ball kind of shooting build yeah. is really good. It's really, really mm-hmm. good. So even if you're, if you're a hoopa player that doesn't really feel like you might get all the value of uh hyperspace hole and solo queue don't be don't be afraid to try the the hoopa like the trip trick shadow ball build and i don't know if y'all know there's there's even an interaction between trick and phantom force too yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and one thing about phantom force actually to touch on that real quick is i um as the so don our sport player mentioned this today because he was uh playing a lot of hoopa and he was saying that when you use phantom force you can't use your unite or your portals, or you're locked out of your moves when you're in Phantom Force. And and I found that pretty interesting. I was like, oh, the character has a negative, and I'm happy with that. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say on on the Unite, um, one thing I find really cool about it is even if you're all around Hooper and Hooper pops that Unite, getting off that big CC and that big damage and just being a giant tanky monster, one thing that's really cool about it is even if the portal's right next to you, you can still go to it. And I was using that to like dodge unite moves. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like you know, I saw a a, a blaster come out with a surf. I just clicked the button and I was I was out of the way. It's like a free eject button. You know, and it's just so yeah. cool. Like I did the same thing with Cinder. So I like flame charged mm. and blaze kicked into their back line, and so I'm deep in there, no mobility. Mm. I run full heal, so I don't have an eject button. And then they pull to me, and I port back. And so you're you're right. Yeah. Like you, even if you're there and you don't have that like global pressure, like presence, you can still use it as like a, a like an ability or move move reset. You know, like like you know throw yourself yeah. back to where the fight it's, started. It's or good get bait too. Yeah, it's really good bait too. Like if a hooper ults and the team like kind of hugs on where the portal is, right? 
if anyone wants to push onto them, that's a free tanking gauge if you just go to the portal. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's got so much potential. Like this character has so much potential and it's I'm excited to see where it goes, to be honest, because I'm I'm just gonna get used to the fact that it's gonna be in every game. Yeah. Yeah. I used Hoopa's Unite move at Zapdos and my Machamp continued to farm Corefish <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> So there's, have there's stick, strategies there, but you don't have to engage with it. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on with Hoop. I I know the next time I play solo queue, I'm going to be like hitting Zap about to secure it and just end up on my base. Like I, yes. I know what's going to happen. I, saw I know what's going to happen on Reddit earlier, and it's it's tragic. Three mm-hmm. members of the team are like boink gone. I, and it just takes it with an electro ball. I was like, playing no. some like viewer trios last night, and um. One like we were we were flipping Zap because we needed it to win, and I was playing Sylveon, and so I was like there. I had my calm mind. I was like gonna hold. Mm-hmm. I was perfectly waiting to hold my hyper voice, and it was like right as the health bar is getting low, and I'm like, all right, now's the time. I'm in base, and I'm like, no, Hoopa, no, <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, no, it was it was horrifying. We still won that game, but um, yeah, really horrifying. Hoopa, Hoopa, the implications are crazy. I can't wait to see where it goes. How far people will push it. Uh, but we have another character coming out as well. We do. Or at least, at least revealed. Yeah, yeah mm. just revealed. I, I thought they would sneak something into the Pokemon Presents. I wasn't sure how much they would show. But we did get to see two moves from our newest attacker coming to the game, Duraludon. We don't know mm-hmm. when exactly, but we know sometime in March. I would guess maybe in about two weeks, right? They're probably going to give Hoopa a little what time. Was the, what was yeah. the Hoopa release date again? I already forgot. Ooh, it was last week, I mean, right? When it was playable, or when yeah, it came playable. into the game, no, like when it came, no, came into, well, came into the game, like like a just yeah. like the limited license. Now, when you I guys look like at it, was the fourth. You... I already Maybe, don't remember. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing is, yeah, it was. they have yeah. to kind of time these characters around tournaments, you know, or mm. they're going to continue doing what they did with Hoopa. Which I well, actually really loved, which is you couldn't play it in ranked for five mm. days, essentially, as they let people collect their, their donut. I kind of wondered if that was like them testing that out because they're obviously yeah. not going to give every character away for free. That doesn't make any sense. But I, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me to see if they weren't seeing what the reception of like that was because it does two things, right? It keeps people from like griefing and ranked by not playing a character that they don't have no clue how to play. But it also mm. gives the game time to to see how buggy the character is is um granted if the character's buggy it would just be buggy and standard for like a handful of days but they could yeah during that time period it would give them an opportunity to work on fixing some bugs we saw that the ingredients thing was bugged they fixed that in like six hours so that's i think that (laughs) i i it wouldn't surprise me if we see that going forward where they don't allow the new characters to come out and ranked um that said it was the 24th so i wouldn't be surprised if we see a new character maybe around the 17th the 18th Mm -hmm. um the I know the open event for March is like the 12th and the 13th That's is like right. that weekend. So that wouldn't surprise me if we got a new character yeah. right before, like say the March finals and then the same thing, right? Where yeah. the new like Duraludon wouldn't be playable for the finals. Um, and then we would have that going into, um, you know, into the following month. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think that would be a good system that they release it. Right. Cause I think giving everyone a free like rental of the new Pokemon is just a good decision for them, right? Because you can get people hooked to it and want to get that Pokemon, yeah. right? It, it makes it gives them a taste of it, whereas otherwise they wouldn't be sure if they want to or not. Because I, I don't know if you guys do, I'm sure you do, right? I get so many questions from my community just asking me like, should I buy this Pokemon? Should I buy this Pokemon? Would I like it? And like, I just think if they got that free rental, 
you know, then maybe it could it could help them with that decision, you know. So I, I do hope they go with that. They stay with this going forward. And yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see how how the game changes. You haven't spoken much about this, uh, Spriggly Boy. Um, that's your new name now. I just made it up. Yeah, um, no, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this I think this is a really cool way to do uh, releasing Pokemon. They have this new obstacle, right? Which mm. is that they're having monthly tournaments and they can't break the game before a tournament. So before mm-hmm. they would release Greed, and they're like. This is terrible. What are you going to do? We'll, we'll patch it in three weeks. It's still yeah. going to be terrible. Um, so, you know, they didn't really have a reason to have to have the game not broken at a specific time. They could kind of work on their time frame with it. But now with these tournaments, you can't have an entire month of tournaments that are with a completely broken character and a broken mm. mechanic inside the game. So they're, the actually the onus is on them to release things that work. Uh, or uh, have it, you know, have like sort of a buffer in place. So if it doesn't work, they're like, good, good thing this can't be played in the tournament because it's, com- it's you know, it's Sylveon on release. So yeah. good thing that we can't throw it into some of the competitive games. Looking at this Pokemon, uh, I'm... I mean, I'm always excited for new additions, especially things people didn't expect. I did have someone on my Discord who was literally posting the laser focus, like, it's Duraludon, I'm sure of it. <laughs> That's so cool. Right? <laughs> I like but that. For, That's so cool. I, I love that, right? Yeah. But for the most part, I would say this is really unexpected. They keep throwing out Pokemon that are, you know, you've got a little bit of fan favorite. You've got to have Dragonite in there, but no one expects Trevenant. You know, you mm. probably think Aegislash is going to make it to the game but i think everyone was like hoopa what yeah why uh so duraludon for me i'm just i'm really excited to see a pokemon like that because i i would never have expected it yeah the cool thing from my perspective is that i i look at i listen you, you guys know i'm coming from the moba side right i'm really not big on pokemon I, I know a little bit um but i come from the moba side and the way that i see these characters it, it all comes from their silhouette so i look at the character mm. and i look at their body i look at the way that they're physically built and then i ask questions right like what does this do and this character being an attacker i'm like okay like okay this character doesn't look like an attacker it looks like a refrigerator and then i'm like okay well what kind of an attacker is it going to be because it definitely doesn't look like a like an auto attacky kind of like ad carry like greninja cinderace so i'm assuming and then with a little bit of research obviously on the pokemon i'm assuming it's going to be an sp attacker will probably be very ability focused and Mm. just like breaking down the footage we got we have like a little bit of information we've seen the unite move which looks like some kind of like an aoe kind of like explosion we've seen the like stealth rocks kind of move which it could be stealth rocks I, i don't i don't know um, I know it's a steel dragon type, so maybe we they wouldn't mm. lean into a rock move, but it could be stealth rocks. Um, but it has these like light spheres that it will give the, the the players on damage. It looks like, and that could be the passive, or it could be tied directly to that move. It's most likely going to be tied into mm. the passive, and then the unite move consumed those spheres. So we'll see how that all works. Um, I was kind of like theory crafting and guessing could be really cool if it could like mark them and then the damage that pops it is like true damage. So like ignore shields or, you know, maybe we'll have like a healing effect for the user. Like, so there's all kinds of different unique, like, you know, gameplay mechanics and things they can do with that. But, um, I'm definitely thinking like SP attacker, maybe something that'll be good in lane, maybe something good in jungle mm. type of feeling. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with rather much as a Pokemon. Cause then you guys aren't big Pokemon, like, players from like the main games right yeah, I'm not at all. um 
I I'm, caught them all in Sword and Shield, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> check my decks. Why won't he I'm check my decks? I'm check sorry. my decks, bro. You did not just present me with decks. your credentials before this. How was I supposed to know? How was just I supposed to know? Just, okay. Just check my decks. Check my decks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Javalon has a very interesting, unique passive in, in the games. Um, it also has some other basic ones, and I hope they don't use those. I, I would like to see the unique one, right? Um, and, and this passive makes it so Javalon can't be taunted. Um, it, it makes it so if you Cute charm counter, doubles, but... <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want. Get me off this pink Pokemon. <laughs> that is what I want. <laughs> Please. <laughs> that was my entire point. I don't need to go on anymore. Well, so what, what's the uh, what's the name of the unique passive? I believe it's Stalwart. Yeah. Stalwart. Oh, okay. See, that'd be yeah. super cool because we, we, we've definitely seen that with other Pokemon where they bring it in, you know, like King Shield definitely in the gang. Yeah, uh, like you know, Queenly Majesty. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, okay. King Shield's not the game. <laughs> I, I, got, I got that yeah. one. I got that I one. I still think that that's, was... so, that's so funny. Age of Slash without King yeah, Shield. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why, why put it there? Who needs it? No, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I've seen, uh, like, look, <laughs> another thing I do whenever I'm researching the characters, I'll go watch, like, like Pokemon series, like, footage of it. Like, I'll go watch, like, what the character does in the, in the anime mm. or the show. And, like, I saw this one move where he, like, opens his mouth and, like, charges a laser. So, kind of hyper beam-esque. So, like, I, that, that could be a thing. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Listen, I think, it, just in general, this is super random, but I really like dragons. Like, I think, like, like Western, Eastern mm. dragons. Like, like outside of Pokemon, I like dragons. They're cool to me. Um, so, having another dragon Pokemon, cool. We get to do, like, yeah. dragon team comp videos. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be really, really fun to see. It's a weird Pokemon, and I guess it's a, it's a I, building. I, is it, It's a building or I, something? I feel like Duradon is a dragon the same way that, like, a fridge is a toilet. Exactly. That's kind of how it looks for me. But no, I, I go. You mean yeah? It, it's got a, It's got a, a Gigantamax form where it literally is a giant skyscraper with windows. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I, okay, you know, <laughs> it, it's a building. You know, it's a building dragon. Yeah. After it's... Hoopa's Unbound, I know it doesn't look like we're getting the Gigantamax form, but after Hoopa's Unbound, I thought. Dude, mm. make it a big old building. I don't Dude, care. Sky's, giant sky's the I want to see a big Go building. for it. The, the thing Go I love it. about this game is that they, they have so much source material, right? There, there's so yeah. much they can do. You, mm-hmm. could, you could take a character's kit and, like, you could take any character in this game and almost retrofit it to being almost any role with just a little bit of work, yeah. right? Like, you could make Charizard an attacker, a ranged attacker, if you wanted yeah. to. Like, they're, they're, and that's what I love, right? It's the. It's the vision of the source material meets the vision of the studio, and that is so mm. cool. And then, and then with with that that splash of MOBA, right? Like we got to make it, we got to make it MOBA. And um, you know, I've I've known like MOBA developers in the past, and like a couple of things I've learned is. Uh, one MOBA developers always have like ten plus characters in production. Like they're working mm-hmm. on ten Pokemon right now, minimum probably. Yeah. And two, when they make a new character for a MOBA, you're always answering, you're trying to answer one question. What can this do different than everybody else? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And first of all, just think about that. That's complicated. That's hard to do. Yeah. Like constantly making something unique. And so I just like, I look at Duraludon and I think to myself, like, what are you different? You know, how do you, how yeah. do you do Pikachu differently? How do you do cram nine tails differently? Cause that's what I'm assuming I, it is. And I I'm excited to see. I have a question see. for you, Crashy. I have a question for you. Um, so someone with a lot of MOBA experience, right? We've seen a lot of changes made in MOBA. Do you think now with Hooper in the game that they could go back to another character and say, this needs something. Let's throw it on the stick. 
like they're sold on the left stick or the right stick because yeah, that mechanic is introduced now. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that's opened that doorway? I think that Hoopa introducing like left stick, right stick um, clicking, it, it opens the door for a lot of things. Um, uh, for character to character interaction, abilities, like... Because I think Lucario needs another move is what I'm getting Yeah, at. yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can move around the battlefield a lot, but then after you kind of KO everyone, what next? You know? Yeah, exactly. You need something else. Yeah, and he's like a, a, a zero to four heal, like just a straight heal on its stick. I think. I, I like think. That. Um, I I mm. think that it would be interesting because here's the thing. Obviously, with with those like mechanics involved, you can't have mm. like too much overlap because then otherwise, how would you use one person's stick click if you yeah. have both of them up, or would one take priority so you have to know how to manage it? So it'd be really mm. interesting. Um, one thing that this game I, I kind of assumed would never have and most likely will never have is activatable items. So you have mm. like an ability, like an item. Every item has like a passive effect, essentially, right? They have cooldowns, but we don't have any items that you have to to use them other than our battle items. And yeah. so um, that would be really interesting to see if they could ever find a unique way to 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 introduce that. I mean, even something like a button combination activation, like mm-hmm. you could have like an LR activation, but it would have to be like held down and then like released or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't know. I don't know how mm. you do that for mobile. There's a lot of like, when it comes to the mechanics of the game, they have to answer that question for, for multiple platforms. Mm. So, um, but that said, like I, I do, I do think that what you're saying is true. Like it, it, it opens the door for more unique mechanics than, than not. Yeah. Right? Which is yeah. cool. That's cool. It, it's really cool. And I, I do think you're right. You know, if you play other MOBAs, a lot of them have, yeah, just multi-button, like the left bumper and X or whatever. Yeah. That's going to yeah. use your item. So they are opening the door a lot. And it's something I didn't really think about when I saw Hoopa. Of course, I, you know, it has Magician. And yes, people are teleporting with that right stick. But you're right. That just, it, it completely opens up the world to, well, okay, maybe the way we fix Ninetales is using this somehow. It's something people mm-hmm. didn't expect. That would be really cool. I would love to see that. Yeah, I don't like. It. It's kind of destroyed my dreams of, because I I always hoped one day they'd give us like a, a second or third battle item and put it on the stick, right? But like, I, I know, was hoping that too. At that's some point, but... that's gone now. That yeah. dream's gone. Before we end here, gentlemen, I want to take a little time to talk about the full fury mode. If you guys have played it yeah. at all, it's just. Uh, absolute chaos quick match where your cooldowns are basically gone for most all of your moves. There are some hmm. disgusting combinations that people have found with some of these Pokemon. One of my favorites is Cramorant. You could just use Cramorant, Surf, and Hurricane every second. It's never not on <laughs> cooldown. It, it finally feels like you're dominating with Cram. I've seen Pikachu be an absolute menace, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this mode. Crashy, what do you think? I think it's the the most fun quick play mode they've made. Um, I I really think that there's got to be a strong presence of quick play and and the introduction of these like LTM modes because it, it gives the game this feeling of like oh yeah let's go hop on and try that out or play it for a few games you know you we we've even used it to decompress between matches just like we'll just play one really quickly or. Um, and, you know, obviously there's only four people, but, uh, it, it was a lot of fun and, and figuring it out is fun, right? Like, oh, well, what I think you, you sit on the character select screen and you're like, what character's broken here? You know, like, like <laughs> yes. what do I do here? And, um, I played against like a really good competitive player, Archeryu, and she was running Pikachu 
And that's when I realized Pikachu was broken in that mode. <laughs> like, Electro Ball, Volt Tackle. And I'm like, I get slowed and disoriented. I get knocked back. And then I'm getting hit by another Electro Ball and Volt Tackle. And I was like, oh my god, I'm getting just 100 Like It's like those cheesy like fighting game combos where you're just spamming A or something. It's like, huh, 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 and they're just like hitting you in the face and you can't move. And you're like, what is this? Like, it felt exactly like that. And so like figuring that mode out was super fun. And... Uh, like messing around in four stacks was super fun and it, it was just i just had a lot of fun with it obviously i'm not going to overinvest myself too much in quick play modes but but more of that like uh I, i'm not gonna lie the the kind of like winter themed event i just did not like it at all it was super boring and awkward um but this one i think it was a a, a really big win for like the quick play uh kind of feel oh real quick on that on the winter event right um remember when we said Imagine if they put an item where you could just send people back to their base in the actual game. And then, oh, and then, yeah. Hoop, and then Hoopa comes out. Mm. <laughs> we got to no. watch these modes. Maybe the next Pokemon that comes out lets people just use their abilities. Like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, boom. you know this what is it what is? They're they're, what they've uh. done. I get it. I see I see it now. They've been teasing <laughs> Delibird this whole time. And what it's going to do is mm. the level four move is going to just turn the whole enemy team into snowmen and you can't move at all. That's yeah. that's what it's gonna yeah. be. Okay. I think that's exactly what it's gonna be. <laughs> um, I haven't played this new game mode. I haven't had a chance to check it out. I've been I've been so busy. Um, I definitely do want to. It seems like a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure Lucario is bad in it. But oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because Lucario is ever bad. <laughs> I, I did see a, a particular video of uh, someone flying over and over again as a talent flame. Um, <laughs> That's I think that annoying. was uh yeah. Mm. I think yeah. One, of the, one of the most annoying ones that I've said like Pikachu is really annoying. Uh, Gardevoir is ridiculous. Like you're just future sighted. Oh, yeah. You're just spamming future sighted yeah. Moon Blast. I, I saw someone play Psyshock and there was literally no cooldown. Oh, Stealth yeah. Rocks is super annoying too. Like I, yeah. there was an enemy Crustle and he was clearly running like an attack weight build and he was just mm. throwing Psyshocks on my goal, so I couldn't stand on it. Like yeah. I, I just couldn't stand on the goal. It's like okay, I, I wonder. On? What kind of a cooldown difference uh, Energy Amp and Shelbo make in that mode? Uh, maybe like a eighth of a second. I don't know. Like, because it's <laughs> percentage based on like a two second cooldown. It can't be that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's yeah. that mode is uh, it's super wacky and fun, and it it gets a little it snowbally too. Have you is this permanent? You... Is this a permanent mode? No, it's. I think it's already mm. gone. Actually, it's like I think they're only having it on the weekends or yeah, something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Sprinkles, did you play with like a mime on the team at all? I haven't played there's with a mime. There's walls everywhere. Like it was, <laughs> like, we were trying to push down the lane, and we like we like couldn't get down the lane. We were like doing like it was like one of those labyrinth mazes. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, bro, yeah. like I was like, dude, let me go score. I was getting so annoyed. It was so funny though. Like this I is played stupid. with a slow bro who could never be KO. Bro, you level, can't KO a you can, surf you can spam amnesia. You can literally walk away spamming amnesia. Like. Yeah. And yeah, that like level crazy. level eleven surfs are <laughs> like what? You can't do anything. It's crazy. I figured I should have saved this, to, you know, till the end, till we talked about this. But I actually have been signed to a competitive team for full fury mode, so I'm gonna be part of nice. Team Solo mid, and they're just like really excited about this. <laughs> oh, mode, so I just want to save signing. that till the end. But I also have kind of a big signing announcement. So <laughs> full fury. TSM's doing full fury. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Feel fury for worlds. 
Yeah. It's a super fun mode. I'm having so much fun with it. I love when they introduce little things like that. And I like, I like how they're trying different things. Like, okay, it's around for the weekend. Play a couple games <laughs> in this mode. I think they're, they're creating creative ways to continue to engage people in mm. this game, which I really appreciate. So outside of just, you know, having the tournaments, which, you know, with this huge prize pool and all that, that's a creative mm. way to get competitive players here. And then you get free characters if you're logging in and you get a little Pokemon Day hat. Like they just keep coming up with creative ways to keep mm. people coming back to this game, which I really love. Yeah. Did you remember to walk your Cremorant? I walked him all the way. Yeah, he walked the mm. whole way. Mm. And now there's a notification. A there. notification that we'll go. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. So annoying. I uh, <laughs> go away. listen. I think that they they have progressively been getting better with their systems and and the, the things that they're handling. Obviously, you guys know. Like I I, I have some some quarrels with uh, some of the ways that the game is being run. But overall, I do think you? that they. Yeah, right. me. Yeah, well, I haven't. Oh, y'all haven't seen my hashtag. <laughs> huh. Let Jay cast world. <laughs> yeah, let Jay cast world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's exactly. that, well, it was it was broadcast OCE, right? Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that's what I saw. Yeah. No, it's uh, but it's it, it's been it's been nice to see the systems because I do feel like hands down this has got to be one of the better free to play games you could possibly engage with. Like they give so much away. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah. of course. I said that of the course. other day. Some people were arguing with me a little, but I said that the other day that this is one of the least predatory free-to-play games mm. the only thing that's predatory is their hollowware that's it yeah it's yeah. very very expensive but beyond that they give people tons of coins tons mm -hmm. of tickets tons of item enhance like they mm -hmm. throw this stuff at people to get them to continue playing the game and i really love it i kind of love mm -hmm. the sort of era of pokemon unite and monetization mm -hmm. that we're in with mm -hmm. it i think it supports a really healthy free-to-play system while also yep. still rewarding the whales if you will with like a very sparkly looking greninja whenever they decide to release that so yeah i think i think they're doing a great job with a lot of that and they fix yeah, matchmaking so i will say uh, that's true and i will say personally i've never seen a company put such tremendous amounts of effort in constantly reworking their event menu because <laughs> it <laughs> changes thing has every changed patch. <laughs> so many times. It's almost like so I, I imagine they have like a like a lineup of interns, and it's like, all right, <laughs> you're the next patch. It's you. You're the one. Like, and they're just like waiting to to get the right one, and they're like, whoever makes the best events tab, that's who gets the job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen, I think we did it. I think that's going to do it for episode three of You're on Fire. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can check this out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And if you're checking this out on a podcast form and you want to see the video, uh, it's over on YouTube.com slash C slash Spraggles. I don't know how it works. It's on my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be clips on Crashy and Lucia's channel. Thank you all. This has been great, and we will be back very, very soon. I love you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.